How you doing, Mr. Opa? I'm doing great. How are you, Andre? I'm uh, not as pessimistic as before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. And to be honest, it, I don't even pay attention to it. It comes out by itself, but I'm not even trying to be pessimistic. It's just like, hey, I wish you the best. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry I gave you that impression. <laughs> hey, I, I, I didn't even mean it so harshly, but uh, that's what came to mind. So. Because I know that you're not a pessimistic person. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know, I, I pay attention to your Instagram sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm being a creep, but I have to let you know. That's, that's okay. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I've seen you busy with the, the shows and the, yeah. the gigs. Yeah. I'm curious to know, what else have you been up to during the year? So I played a steel pan, music, uh, a tropical instrument from Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. And um, I do covers. I do covers of popular music. And what I'm trying to break out of is just being seen as a cover artist. Okay. So I've started to record um, some original music and do some collaborations with uh, DJs and producers. So that's the next, for me, that's the next level for me because. Um, I feel like I've been plateauing with the covers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. I don't necessarily know what kind of artists you work with. I'm guessing they're headliners. No way. Um, I haven't worked with many big, big, big artists as yet. But that's that's really the focus that's where having my own original music will actually expose people more Mm -hmm. to what i do what i can bring to the table and not just covering other people's music and do you see yourself limiting yourself into music and not other areas of entertainment for example maybe you've done events but also tv shows uh, other places like that where just the sound of a steel pan is unfamiliar, yeah. but I'm guessing would also work into the, the artwork. Well, that's that's where I, I need original music to be able to get, like, I, I can't even put anything on Spotify right now okay. because it's not original. It's somebody, the, the instrumental that I'm playing over is somebody else's intellectual property. Okay. So to come up with new instrumentals with a producer or jumping on somebody else's track, um, that's where the opportunities will open up. Outside of music, I want to get into voice acting. (laughs) (laughs) It's small, it's like not everybody knows that, but like I make weird sounds every now and then. My friends kind of know, my close friends, but it's like I don't do like impressions the best, but I want to get into voice acting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to hear some of those sounds later on. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> you brought it up. So I, I guess. Um, you make it sound like you do like fart noises or something. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Just, Cartoons? Just, just weird voices. Okay. Yeah, car- stuff that can be on cartoons, you know, okay. like yeah, animations and stuff. Um, how long have you been a steel pan artist for? So, as a soloist, I started in 2015, so four or five years. 
Um, I started playing the instrument at the age of nine, and I started with my school band. Um, and how that started is that my music teacher from elementary school, he's from Trinidad, and he, during the day, we were um, playing other percussive instruments, okay. like the drums and congos and even the triangle, xylophone. Um, but he started a steel pan program, uh, an after-school program based on the steel pan um, for the English Montreal School Board. Okay. And I got involved with that at the age of nine. Cool. Uh, that's funny, I've never heard of this. Where would someone be able to go see this? Um, okay, so for the, for the school board, there's, for my recollection, Coronation Elementary School, that's where I went. Um, St. Monica's, uh, Westmount Park, okay. and then a few high schools as well. Marymount Academy, Westmount High School. So really only if you're in the English section? Mostly. I know that he's been trying to get into the French sector with his uh, family. Um, Sala Wilson is the teacher, and then his uh, six children who have continued with the business. Um, I know that they've been trying to get into the French sector, but I'm not sure about how successful they've been up until this point. I would love to speak to him because I, what I'm hearing is a different opportunity for someone, someone else. There is, uh, I feel like this would work out with yeah. at, uh, minorities. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's some schools in the East where there's like basketball programs, but yeah. I feel like they would also be interested in having these extracurricular activities for these minorities. Definitely. Yeah, it's always fun. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing that you're like also a hardworking individual, that you've been through a lot of hustling states, <laughs> just trying to get your name out there, trying to get these gigs. Um, I'm curious to know how you started from just being a steel pan artist to now being able to go to people's weddings, going to do shows. Yeah. Say congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah. Just how you got that started. So, um, 2015, I, I got my steel pan. Sorry, I got my steel pan in 2014. It's funny because I got the pan. I had no stand, which my stand is like a tripod. Um, I had no stand for it. I just had the pan, the case, the sticks. So I would borrow a stand from Sala Steel Pan Academy. That's okay. his private academy outside of the elementary schools. I'd borrow from one of his kids or his grandson. And you can imagine that that can get annoying. Like, why not get your own? It just so happened that my ex-girlfriend at the time is the one who bought me the steel pan. <laughs> and we weren't even together, it was interesting. Okay. Um, but it didn't come with the stand. So I had a friend who went to Trinidad mm -hmm. and she was doing an exchange. Um, when she came back, she came back with a stand. She surprised me with a stand. That's really tough. It, it, was, it was amazing. <laughs> 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 Cried tears of joy. Um, yeah, so then 2015, that same friend who went to Trinidad and brought back the stand, I was talking to her about like, hey, like I wanna, 
because I've I've always been into music production. I love beats. Like I love the I know more about the beat producers than I know about the artists, like the rapper, the R and B artist, or the pop artist. Um, so I said, yo, I have a bunch of instrumentals on my laptop. I'd love to just bring them into the metro and kind of like freestyle on them. So that's what I did. <laughs> okay. I started I started busking in the metro. That's what they call it. Busking. They, they call it busking. Yeah, playing in in the metros or on the streets. And um, one, it allowed me to develop my my own flair. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I could practice at home, but it's very different to practice at home by yourself as opposed to like with a public audience. And it's not too public. In the, well, it's very public. It's 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 the STM. It's the metro. It's the streets. But it's not that like they're so focused on you because they're going somewhere. They might stop to talk here and there. Um, but that really allowed me. You know, I studied marketing. Once I saw an opportunity, niche market. I said, you know, let me get some business cards. Let me get a little poster and. That's how I started giving out business cards and things started growing. Right. And uh, I'm curious enough, you're Haitian. No, no. You're from Trinidad. No, <laughs> not even. That's funny. Um, my mother's Jamaican. Okay. And my father's from Nigeria. What happened here? <laughs> <laughs> okay. They they met at the was it the Jewish General or the Royal Victoria? Okay. One of those hospitals, and um, just co-working kind of thing, and then they met later in time at Concordia again, and things blossomed from there. That's adorable. That's 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 adorable. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, that in your, your seed moment for the, the the artist that you're becoming today. Yeah, and I'm guessing you yourself, you have. A definition of what success is in your mind and I would like to know who comes to mind when you hear that word and also why success who comes to mind who that is a it, it's is big because of the way success is seen in in the world mm-hmm. um, for me Success is being able to do what you want to do, live on your own terms, not have such a strict schedule, not be worried about being this many minutes late or the repercussions of that. Um, If I were to pick a person, it's really tough for me Um, because I look at my mom as successful. she <laughs> it's funny because you mentioned my my parents but i never actually seen them happy <laughs> so it's not like a beautiful story and everything of how they met but i've actually never grown up with both of them at the same time in the same home you know okay. so but um my mother is successful i would say because of how she raised two boys um we're both doing big things, I would say, or on our way to doing that. 
Um, my brother's in the army reserves right now. He's serving in Latvia. It's what he wants to do. So he's, he's living on his own terms, right? Yeah. So um, that is one aspect of success. And, and she's a big marker for me, single mother, but you know, has owned two houses now. So that's, that's a really big marker of success for me. The, the person, not the owning the two houses, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, that could be a part of it. <laughs> hey, it could be a part of it, you know. Um, yeah, I I would say her. She's on her way to living life on her own terms. Okay. She's retired. She's happy with that. She's now um, making crafts okay. and trying to find a way to sell those. Oh, cool. So Christmas crafts, Valentine's Day is coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. A friend came over just before I came here and they're going to, cause I'm so busy, but, mm-hmm. um, they're going to start up a page called Virage, okay. uh, Virage, Virage sale, viragesale.com, something like that right. is so online. Like a Spotify kind of thing? Um, no more like, um, let's say Facebook marketplace okay. kind of thing okay. to sell the crafts. Okay. before I kind of hook her up with somebody to get a website going and stuff, you know? Okay. Or if it's just going to be social media, then let it be that. Cool. Um, all right, virage.com. yeah. I want to look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if it looks up for some cool stuff. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's interesting to hear that you're looking out for your mom even now. Do you have parents? <laughs> Don't you have parents? <laughs> okay, uh, we'll take care of you when you pass away. It's okay. <laughs> um, I'm curious to know. Now I'll skip all those other questions, but we'll stick with the mindset and your beliefs. I I wanted to know if there's, especially as an artist, putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. There must be a lot of friction and resistance to things you might believe. I'm curious to know if there's something, a belief that you do have that when you put it out there is met with resistance. Um, well, I believe that there's, there is abundance, that like you should live in abundance. There's, there, there, there's no reason why you can't go out and get something. There's no reason why you can't go out and create something. There's no reason why you can't make something happen. Um, so I wouldn't say that it goes against my beliefs, but it's like you hear no, or you're knocking at the door and people don't open it and there's gatekeepers and stuff like that. You just have to kind of find a way around them i hate that word uh, <laughs> i know right 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 uh, my, at penske is like it's a word like we have who did you speak to decision maker gatekeeper you know so it's kind of a part of my vocabulary but <laughs> even even in even in the music industry and even in life you know right. there there are certain gatekeepers who prevent you, slow you down from getting where you need to go. But just having the belief of abundance, just knowing that, you know, with consistency, with um, perseverance and determination, you'll get to where you need to go. Even you might not know, you might think that this is where you need to go, but 
it might not be, and you'll be in a better place yeah. for that. Uh, I always thought that even whatever you do, as long as you're moving towards it, sometimes just being patient also helps. But yeah. uh, as long as you're moving towards the idea, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I feel, I feel like you you don't. Like the only time you really fail in the way that people think of failure is when you stop. Okay. So for me, it's like breaks are necessary. Um, taking care of yourself is necessary, but that's not stopping. That's you're still working towards. You know, you gotta go to the gym. You gotta you gotta eat right. You gotta not be on your phone so much. You gotta not even be on social media so much, which has been a big tool for me you know so um another part of your question is like i'm i'm more of an introverted person so being out there is tough that 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 is the this draining (laughs) definitely draining and that is a, a point of resistance even for myself that first time i went into the metro was after almost a month of being like, okay, today we're going. And then making an excuse as to why not to go. Okay. Okay, okay, today we're going. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So then, no, maybe, you know, uh, I didn't get to eat yet, so I don't know if I'll have enough energy to play. Okay, today, you know, so it's a... You've been fighting yourself a lot, it seems. Uh, yeah, yeah. Speak to this, man. You <laughs> talk about mindset and mm. actually... Actually, speaking about that, I'm curious to know what your morning routines are like. Um, I wake up. I do a little quick meditation of about 10 minutes. Okay. I brush my teeth, <laughs> wash my face. I have some breakfast. Um, I like to wake up and have two hours before, at least two hours before having to be somewhere. So, and I'm somebody who doesn't like to rush. Because when I rush, I forget, I make mistakes. So take my time and trying to be present more and um, to kind of set an intention for the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a word that I'm... Have you ever read this book called uh, The Seed of the Soul? No, but I, I love these kind of... I don't like the term self-help, but I love those kind of... Um, self-improvement. self <laughs> yes. Self-improvement, uh, motivational um, kind of reads. I'm currently reading The Seven Habits of... Um, highly effective people okay. okay so very good so far and it's it's very much about um not making excuses and it's very it's more along the character building aspect of improvement focusing on your character will improve everything else versus like you know cliche things like um just positive thinking you know no you need to work on your character and your your ethics and your your base things that make you who you are to 
actually fully deliver on the positive intentions. Um, do you feel like, if I'm guessing you also have some vices and negative parts of your character that you want to expunge? For sure. Uh, do you feel like it's necessary to get rid of them or just make sure that they work in your life? Um, I think we're always going to have vices and for me it's more about control and understanding what might what might push you to them or overindulging in them so yeah for me it's it's more about having control over your emotions and over which will help you have more control over yourself um so that when you get stressed is not when you turn to the bottle or when you get stressed is not when you turn to smoke or whatever you know so um to have more control and maybe even to like i'm trying to make the gym a vice the gym advice the the gym one of my vices okay you know so like when i get stressed i'll have uh, a friend gave me um a resistance uh it's like yeah 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 yeah. the squeezing thing but his own is different because you can adjust it because i i've had those before and it's like you just it's only one pressure but this is literally you could actually do sets so like very little resistance more and you turn it and more and more and more so you trying to choke someone up What's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i want I, my first tattoo actually i'm thinking is to put on my hand it was a very bold statement but um like, give me what you over like what's up now you're putting a lot of questions in my head <laughs> this is gonna be a great interview <laughs> <laughs> i was watching jesus and miro this morning so i'm kind of in ah uh, i've heard of them i heard that they're very good interviews they're hilarious right uh yeah they're characters yeah i mean that kind of they put me in a state of mood of being like you trying to choke somebody out but um yeah i want i don't know i want more definition in my arms why not uh hey if it gets the job done I, I mean it's, it's not so much about getting the job done you have like personal things and mm-hmm. personal aspirations I can't, I'll stay away from the no. <laughs> I'm sorry no no worries uh, I'm curious to know like now that how old are you now if I'm gonna ask 29 29 uh, 30 in January 18 year old you would you have any advice to give to him or 25 year old you um let's go 18 18 year old me I'd tell to slow down um Make all the mistakes in the world, okay. which I've made a lot. Um, <laughs> only if they requested it. Okay. But okay. That, that, anyways. That, that is crazy. No, it's not crazy. It's crazy. consent. Yes, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> that is true. It's consent. Um, yeah make all the mistakes but i'm yeah don't worry so much about them you'll get through them 
you'll be a better person for them and um yeah just stay stay humble okay stay grateful okay just <laughs> pretty much at that point 18 year olds well 18 year old me was getting into a lot of stuff so yeah i stopped talking about so. the children but just <laughs> you want to go there no 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 i get it it's funny um <laughs> you've been a wild kid mm. uh, and i'm guessing since you're 30 any advice that you want to give to 40 year old you so he doesn't forget um well not 30 yet but for from between 30 and 40 i just want to um build on the mistakes that i've made and when i say build on them is more you know learn from them okay. and approach situations differently and then also to um be more present with people and what's going on because okay. one of i i was i was at a training for my day job <clears throat> and they were showing us this inspirational video and at the end of it i think it was like a nike ad so at the end of it because nike i mean <laughs> it's such a big company they have like just do it is is pretty universal uni universal and like simple um I forget who was a narrator, but they ended with, um, all I have is today, tomorrow doesn't exist. And I was like, whoa, you know? Because right now, tomorrow doesn't exist. Like right, right now, tomorrow doesn't exist, right? So it really hit me in terms of something to latch onto and remember that, yeah, that's the truth. I, I would take that as one of my truths, you know. Tomorrow doesn't exist. doesn't mean that you don't plan for tomorrow. You have to. But hopefully you're focusing on the planning today. You're actually doing the work today mm -hmm. to actually have it become an opportunity for tomorrow. And not half-assing it. And not... Um, taking the work for granted because okay. I, I think the work and the journey for the work is very um is more rewarding than you know being on the stage and getting all the awards because yeah. then it's like you didn't even see what i had to do to get here you know <laughs> so and, and I, I like to me especially since i'm uh, starting to work with different creatives as well mm -hmm. uh, the work scares a lot of people, which I find hilarious. Yeah, man. It does. When, when they speak about their dreams and aspirations, and you show them what the game plan of attack is, they're like, oh, this is, this is, a, lot of, this is a lot of commitment. <laughs> this is a lot of my energy. And then they just disappear in the, <laughs> in the freaking in the smokes of the battlefield, and you're just like, hey, some, some people fall. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe it wasn't for you as much as you thought it might be, or maybe you didn't understand what would have to go into it, which which is okay. We don't all know everything. We don't. I mean, if I take the example of the school system, my educational journey is kind of crazy. Um, I thought I was going to be an engineer, 
Okay. Like aeronautics and stuff. Okay. I went into a three-year program at Dawson called uh, Mechanical Engineering Technology. You don't become an engineer out of it, but it, it preps you if you want to pursue further learning. I finished it. I finished in four years, not three. Um, but halfway through that program, I found that the love wasn't there. I was kind of like a shell, just going to class, whatever. Just going through the motions. Going through the motions. You didn't see the value of you being there. And I'm guessing when you, I'm guessing you made some kind of life plan for yourself, but it didn't fit in it. Well, I didn't, I wasn't, uh, I guess I was comfortable because I wasn't one of those people who dropped out and changed something right away. I got my diploma. Mm -hmm. I looked for work half-assedly because your heart's not there. And that didn't work out. The recession hit too. Yeah. So it kind of like... <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> oh my goodness. It, it was, I think it was a blessing in disguise. But um, yeah, I needed to find a program or a path that would be more aligned with my passions, which are music, arts, entertainment, sports. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I went into marketing. And you thought you could sell other people's stuff by telling them to buy it? Um, <laughs> no, it's funny, because I never really liked sales. I never really liked the whole trying to manipulate somebody to buy something. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do appreciate um, relationship building. I mean, just us even being here after one meeting. This is the second time I'm meeting you. Yes, this is a lot. Like ever. <laughs> and we're having uh, a podcast. This is a great leap of faith. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know where I was going. It was a this episode was brought to you in part by Sneaker Cipher. Oh, thank you. Keep that same energy. And as my good friend would say, remain unstoppable. Be well, y'all. Hey, are we done? No? Oh, okay.